Welcome back to Real Faith Conversations. And in this show, we try to talk about life, culture, and faith in the most genuine way possible. My name is Ryan Morris, and I'm here with Father Dave O'Brien. He's a son of the parish at St. Peter and a priest of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. And today we're going to be talking about his first two years as a priest and what the next phase of his priesthood would be. Welcome, Father Dave. Thank you, Ryan. It's great to be here with you and on your show. I'm very grateful to be back uh, back home at uh, St. Peter's and just having the time to be able to get to do this. This is really awesome. Yeah, and for the people, I mean, you're really famous around here. You're just talking about <laughs> off camera here about being Catholic famous. Well, I think you're local Catholic famous around here. <laughs> no but, way. But for those people that don't know who you are, um, can you just give us a brief summary of your life so far? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Father Dave O'Brien. I grew up in Chester County my whole life um, and grew up here at St. Peter's my entire life. And so it was kind of neat because we got to grow up together. And basically my story is that after I graduated from high school, I went to Bishop Shanahan uh, High School in Downingtown. I graduated there in 2010. I went right into the seminary at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Philadelphia. Um, And I started to be uh, started studying to be a uh, parish priest, a diocesan priest. Sometimes the official um, title of the diocesan priest is the um, secular priests uh, of the diocesan um, diocese or something like that. It's, we're just basically. Long title. <laughs> yeah, it's a long title that basically means the unnamed order of diocesan seculars or something like that. Basically, all that means is. Um, we want to be parish priests, right? Yeah. Like we want to uh, serve in parishes, live in parishes, and kind of uh, kind of live in the world. Uh, and that's why we used to be called secular priests, but it kind of has a different connotation these days of kind of being almost like uh, like a religious or atheist. Um, so a lot of people just know us as just diocesan priests and just parish priests. Um, and that, those were the only priests I knew growing up. Mm-hmm. I had a great priest here uh, with uh, who you know, the pastor, Father Mike Fitzpatrick. He's been here forever, so that great was my mentor, entire— Great mentor, right? A really good mentor, yeah. A really good mentor and just very encouraging and just and very— um, just a, a great example by his own way of just— being a, a parish priest uh, about kind of he's been by himself forever um, out here in Honeybrook and and really just like kind of gave his life to this place and so a good mentor for sure and then even having another good priest at Bishop Shanahan as well two diocesan priests and so when the thought of the priesthood kind of started rising my heart I didn't really discern whether I should be like religious or diocesan until actually after I joined the diocesan seminary at St. Charles. And then, and then I even knew that there were other kinds of priests. And, um, but I went right through nine years of, uh, formation at St. Charles, four years of college, a spiritual year, and then four years of theology. And then the day you become a priest is the day you find out where you're sent. So, um, Archbishop Charles Chaput ordained me a priest on May 18th, 2019. And at the end of the ordination mass of the the liturgy, um, that includes the rite of ordination, uh, he just went down the line. And so, like, I think I was, like, fourth or fifth, and he's like, all right, 
Father David O'Brien, please stand up. And I found out where I was going in front of the entire cathedral, my family, friends, and everyone who was there to kind of pray for um, us and to encourage us and to celebrate that day with us. And so I found out I was going to Bucks County. Uh, the parish is called St. Jude Church and Shrine. So I got to be there for the last two years. I just, I loved it. It was a great first assignment uh, and kind of get, getting to journey with those families um, is like everything I kind of wanted to do as a parish priest. So um, yeah, just having the opportunity to enter into people's lives um, at the most important moments, um, whether it's baptisms or, or funerals or or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it just was like a really great first couple of years. Like that's um, awesome as a priest. Yeah, that is so awesome. And you know what? I was at the cathedral when when you were ordained that day, and I had no idea that was your first time hearing where oh, yeah. you would go. I thought that would be just like a formality or like a show for the congregation. But that was your first time. Oh yeah, no, it was it was real time. It was um, wow. We were finding out together that oh my uh, gosh, that it's like all right. Um, no one knew where we were going, and and kind of like as as young priests, you kind of you kind of say there's like about two hundred parishes in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, or over two hundred parishes. Like you start to kind of narrow it down just based on there's like maybe. 30 or 40 or 50 parish and maybe not even that many uh where young guys go because they're great communities and really they have good mentors like the pastors uh can really show you a lot and learn a lot and they say like really the first five years of being a priest are probably the most important years um Mm -hmm. because they considered it ongoing formation like even though you're ordained a priest like you still have a lot to learn um and so uh and then you know your first assignment's usually three or four or five years, so you kind of start to narrow it down and be like, well, maybe I'll go to this parish or maybe I'll go to that parish. But um, the reality is, like, you, you really have no idea. And the fact that I went to St. Jude's was very special because a newly ordained priest hadn't been assigned there by the archbishop in, like, over 20 years. Wow. So they were really excited to um, uh, kind of have a newly ordained priest, and I was really excited to go there because— uh, like I said, it just a really nice community of people, um, just made up of a lot of really nice families, and it's a nice area. But uh, mostly, it was just like a good place to start. I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's dive into that first assignment because okay. you know there's a lot of like when people see a priest, especially a young priest, go somewhere. It's kind of like the glory. Oh wow, we get a young priest. Um, and so what were some of the like lessons learned? Because you kind of just get thrown in to the priesthood, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you have all this education, nine years in your case of education. Um, but I'm sure it's very different when you talk about like theory and then actually applying it yeah. in the priesthood. What was yeah. that like? Hmm. That's a great question. So I like I, I know what you're saying about like kind of it's like, oh, there's this glory kind of day. Like, well, like ordination itself is like, it's an amazing day. It's an amazing couple of days and even leading up to it and just kind of preparing for the ordination and the receptions. And, and it's, you know, in some ways, like there, there are people who were there who had been praying for me my entire life, but then even people who like were just with me, like in my own journey for the last nine years. Mm -hmm. And so like really wanted to celebrate that. Um, but it's, uh, so it's almost like kind of like a wedding in a sense, like yeah. that it's like a lot of prep, a lot of planning, 
Um, but hopefully, like the reason why you're celebrating is because there's been so much discernment mm-hmm. and so much prayer being like, all right, like, is this really what I'm supposed to do? Is this really what God wants me to do? But um, I, I remember the, the new archbishop, Archbishop um, Nelson Perez, telling me um, that he's like, you know, when he became a bishop, like that it was even more. So, and then even coming back to Philadelphia, like that was almost like a coordination or something like that. And and he used some strong language saying like, you know, it could almost be like idolatry. Like you were saying, like, it's such a glorious event. Like, and people are like, oh my gosh, you're a new priest. Like mm-hmm. almost like a, like you're like some sort of like trophy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he's like, it's almost like it's idolatry. And he's like, um, and I, that kind of resonated with me because I was like, yeah, that's true. Like I never got caught up in the sense, like a feeling like, wow, like I, I have arrived or like, I'm so great. Like, yeah, I, I actually, um, like I'm like no like I'm like I'm from Honeybrook <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. I, and the people who know me have seen me and know my family and um, and have been praying for me and uh, encouraging me and that's like, you know I uh, really wanted nothing more than to, um, yeah just just have a, like have a community have a family and. Um, so just very, very grateful uh, because it was unbelievably humbling, yeah. like those days. Mm-hmm. But then even the first couple of years, just because, not just because people are so excited to see a new priest, but because they very much welcomed me into their lives. And wow. um, uh, in the good times and in the bad times, like, uh, and so that that to me has been some of uh, like the best experiences of like kind of, diving into like that first assignment if that kind of begins to capture some of of what 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 you're asking i'm sure in the priesthood there's a lot of highs and lows Mm. you mentioned like the good times and the bad but i think a lot of people don't really get to hear what a priest goes through Mm. that might be you know difficult or challenging or low point in their life can you dive into in in your first two years were there any low points where it's like hey god what do you want from me here yeah yeah, so it's kind of coming like like we were talking about, like kind of coming off like like a, a high, and it's even what I preach about so many times in uh, my wedding homilies, like saying like I uh, sometimes I end my wedding homilies by saying um, I hope today is the day in your marriage when you actually love each other the least. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, like kind of like putting them in perspective, like saying like this is like you have not arrived. Like this is not the this is not the end. This is just the beginning. And uh like as wonderful and glorious as it is like to be surrounded by so many people who love you and care about you and have been praying for you and encourage you. Um like life's not about like living for uh like um like living for the party, you know, yeah. it's, it's not about living, not for, about the reception. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't about, it wasn't about planning for the ordination and planning for the reception. It was like, wow, Lord, like you've, you've literally done something new in my life. And to kind of keep looking for that throughout your vocation, whether it's to the priesthood or to religious life or to marriage or like, or kind of having like a, a, a lay consecrated mission, um, where you're not part of a, a traditional religious order, but, uh, your life is like a single life of service. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so like kind of like coming down from that, it's like, all right, like what did the next day look like? Right. And so I, I arrived and, um, I, I'll never forget, like I got to St. Jude and, 
And the pastor might not have even known that he was getting a newly ordained. And so he, when I got there, he was like, hey, I'm really sorry, but like I'm going on vacation. And I was like, okay. So like, <laughs> like my first week, high and bye. Yeah, it was like, yeah, hi, welcome. Uh, good luck. You know, and I was like, oh my God. Like, I'm just trying to like figure out like, all right, like, what do I do? Like, I have all this training. I have all this knowledge. I, I've learned how to celebrate mass, but like, like, what do I do the first time I get that emergency call, which happened the first night? Oh my like gosh. I was I woken up in the middle of the night. I was like, Oh my gosh. All right. And I was like, um, there, so there was just so many, so much like on the job training. And I, and I said like, it was kind of like, it was kind of like a, a hard transition because not only are you going from this incredible celebration but even before that, like you had an incredible c- community at the seminary of just having um, so many kind of young men the same age as you. You know, like I was really privileged and I um, I have a classmate that's a priest in Philadelphia that we have been classmates since freshman year of high school. So like wow. we've gone back. For Bishop those, Shane, this, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, we've been classmates. He was the first person I ever met at. Uh, Bishop Shanahan and that was like 15 years ago so just getting to even walk with someone like that but then having guys from all over the country all over the world who are like the same age as you like very Mm -hmm. kind of intentional it's very kind of like I always said like the seminary reminds me of um, uh, Antioch (laughs) Uh, like in the Acts of the Apostles it talks about like the early Christian communities and it says like it was in Antioch where they were first called Christian and like it was like this hotbed of Christianity. It was like on fire. And it was like the seminary was kind of like that in the sense it was like very insular. Um, it was very safe. Um, and you have a lot of guys who are like want more than anything else just to uh, figure out what God wants for them in their life. And so just very much on fire with the faith, but also very open to whatever. Um so you had a great celebration, you had a great community, but then you also got to come back to your home parish, St. Peter's, and you have a great community there. <laughs> and uh, so there's just nothing but kind of good things going, at least for me, throughout my entire time. Wow. And then you become a priest, and I said it was, it kind of felt like the transition was just kind of hard. It was like, hi, you know, you're you're the priest, so you're on call, like, you'll do great, <laughs> and I trust you. It's like, okay. I, but in a very real way, I didn't know what like what I was doing. Um, and I was saying like I try to make an analogy that it was almost like getting married, moving, and starting a new job all in the same day. Wow. Um, and just trying to like process that. That's like, okay, like yeah, I'm here, I'm a priest, I'm excited, I'm ready to go. But I mean, I... I never really met my pastor before. I never uh, lived with him. I never worked in a parish full time, and um, and it was a totally new area. I didn't know anyone, and so like all of my strong communities were suddenly kind of not not immediately present, mm-hmm. and so um, it was hard to be honest. Like what like what is some of the highs and the lows? Um, the highs were like getting to celebrate mass and getting that sick call and like um and being like yeah I'll go and being excited to go um and uh preaching like I really like to preach 
Um, I like to tell stories. So much of my preaching is I'm preaching to myself. And um, I like to tell stories to kind of make it a little bit more real. Mm-hmm. But um, the lows were like, wow, like I, like, I don't know how to do anything. You know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> it was nine years for <laughs> that like, realization. Yeah, the realization was like, wow, like I, like I, um, if something goes wrong, like if the church, you know, caught on fire, like I, I would, I would not know what to do. You know, if I didn't even know how to grocery shop, like, <laughs> like um, I didn't know how to like purchase food or like what that meant. And, um, so there was like some lows of just like I I think that the low for me kind of starting out was like feeling a little bit discouraged like I was a really good student and I felt like I really discerned well and um and I was kind of comfortable and confident because I knew I was familiar and then all of a sudden it was like all right like there's still so much more to learn and um and I just I just really didn't know how to really be a parish priest right off the bat. And I kind of yeah. wanted to, but mm-hmm. it kind of was something that grew over time. Like you start building relationships and um, actually then starting to enter into people's lives, like um, into total strangers lives wasn't awkward. It was actually, yeah. it was very, it was very neat. <laughs> it was very encouraging because it's like, all right, I am the priest and I am a priest and they want to see a priest. And, um, and that you actually like, there's a deep bond that exists because of that. Um, and just kind of getting over that, that initial kind of hardship. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize like how much priests do in the Mm. week. I think a lot of people think that they celebrate mass on Sunday and then like for the whole week it's vacation. Right. (laughs) But it's totally not that, you know, being involved around here, I get to see what father Fitzpatrick does on a daily basis, you know, and it's a lot of work. Mm. For one guy and it seems like when um when you did like the high and by with the pastor there yeah. you were the guy everyone turned to it was right? it yeah so like that must have been so challenging it's particularly like when you get that sick call in the night i don't think a lot of people realize that you guys have to go it's like a 24-hour job really yeah. right that was that's been something that's been been challenging just being young too is um, kind of like all, like a lot of my friends and stuff, like are not priests and even, um, friends who are priests, like you don't necessarily have the same day off. And yeah. so it's like, um, I'm like, thank God priests don't have families because, oh my uh, gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, uh, I was like, like, um, yeah, like it, it, it's nights, it's weekends, it's holidays. Um, it's learning how to show up um late to every family gathering like or or just not not kind of getting to go at all and then all the people who want to hang out with you or you had friendships with like um i'm like guys i'm like available like monday during the day (laughs) that's what i'm working (laughs) we have jobs you know and i was like oh yeah right (laughs) (laughs) right so it must be tough mentally because you might feel like you're like ghosting your friends you know yeah you know maybe they maybe they need you but your vocation you know, yeah. your direction what god's calling you to do is elsewhere maybe in a hospital at that moment yeah. you know that must be tough is that how do you deal with that is it through prayer is mm. it you know how 
I mean, I'm sure you have your friend group that you try to like stay in touch with, but that must be so tough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say a couple things come to my mind. Prayer is, uh, the most essential thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as a parish priest is a, um, we, we make a promise to pray what's called the breviary or the liturgy, the hours. And we pray that a lot, like five, five times a day. Um, just kind of like this routine of like, you're praying, praying constantly. Mm-hmm. But, um, because you make that promise, sometimes it can also feel like an obligation. And so mm-hmm. it's like, I guess for me, um, learning to love the breviary and like, be like, all right, Lord, like I'm taking this time to have you speak to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like keeping your own devotions that I really love. Like for me, it's like sitting in front of the Eucharist. Um, it's, uh, the daily gospel doing Lexio and kind of just reading through it, like using some imagination, um, to do some imaginative prayer and like exercising my creativity and literally placing myself into the scriptures. Um, then, but then it's also community, right? Like it's, um, uh, I, I'd say probably that one of the most helpful things was like having the, the mentors who, um, were like priest mentors for me before becoming a priest being able to still rely on them um so like my uh formator at the seminary was just so helpful um and father fitz home pastor and then uh, a couple kind of guys who were a little bit further along in the priesthood who i had gotten to know during my time in seminary but have been a priest maybe three or four or five or six or seven years. Um, mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, no, it's like, um, it is hard starting out, but it's awesome. It's worth it. And um, you'll, you'll just, you'll get to see it. And, uh, and I've definitely gotten to see it. Mm-hmm. Wow. I happen to know in your first assignment in Shelfont there, Bucks County, you were also assigned to a school, right? Lansdale right. Catholic. Right. Is that correct? How did that even come about? I mean, did you just get a phone mm. call one day and say, <laughs> hey, you're going to help out this school? And it was kind of like two assignments in one, right? Or right. Or maybe a one and a half assignment? Yeah. Yeah. So, right. That's actually like, that's pretty much exactly how it came about. Like I, um, um, let's see. So I, I found out I was going to St. Jude. I was at St. Jude maybe six or seven months and then I got a call from a priest who I knew who at the time was working down in uh, for the archdiocese for like the office of Catholic education and um, and he called me up and I was like oh it's great to talk to you and he's like yeah how you doing I'm like great and he's like yeah I'm wondering if you'd like to go into high school and I was like what like I've been a priest not even a year <laughs> and um I'm drowning here. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff to like, do. I'm still trying to figure it out. And even that was even challenging because I didn't even get a year under my belt. So I became priest in May. I showed up uh, to St. Jude in June. And um, by Christmas time, I really felt like I was just finally finally starting to hit my stride. And I was like getting ready for uh, Lent uh, and getting ready for Easter. And then like COVID hit. And in March, like we shut down. Um, and that, and that was like, wow, like I, I was just starting to kind of figure out like kind of like the ebbs and flows, like the daily kind of life of, uh, parish priest and then COVID. And then 
I found out I was going to be going into high school uh, very part-time. So they basically, how it came about was I got a call and they asked if I would be willing to go into high school just very part-time. And they said the priest who is at LC um, is going to be made a pastor and, um, or was made a pastor and, um, that they don't have any priest to go there full time. Would you be willing to kind of help out part time? And it was like right down the road. And there were so many families that at St. Jude that were sending their, um, children to Lansdale Catholic. So I was like, yeah, that sounds fun, <laughs> you know? And, um, my first pastor, he, he gave me good advice and I, like, uh, he said, "Like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna feel stretched. You're gonna feel busy." Like he said, "It's just, it's hard to be in two places at once, you know." Um, and he was right, you know. But it was a great experience, and so kind of at the start of my second year, uh, my full time assignment was still St. Jude um, Church and Shrine. But then I just kind of provided just all the sacramental and spiritual needs of the high school community, which basically meant. Like, um, you know, there was like a monthly liturgy or the big liturgies at Thanksgiving and Christmas time, helping out with the retreat days and then um, uh, kind of like confessions during Advent and Lent. And um, if I could be there for like some of the, the big things that are important in high school, you know, mm-hmm. like some of the big dances or games or whatever. So um, it was it was awesome. It was really fun. Um uh, and then, and then at the end of my second year, they're like, yeah, we want you to go full time. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, which I'm excited about all those, all those tasks or, you know, things that you were doing there must've been so rewarding compared to like the fire hose that was at you at a parish. Mm. Cause I know, I mean, you signed up to be a parish priest. So like that was what you signed up to be yeah. and now. And that's what I am. Yeah. You know, like I just, even though I'm working in a high school setting, like I'm still, I am a parish priest. Like I'm living at a parish. I'm living yeah. in a rectory. I'm still helping out uh, on the that's on awesome. the weekends. Yeah, that is great. So that like that's always what what I am. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I went on these mission youths uh, missions in oh, Philly, yeah. and some of the kids that go are like high school age, and they mm-hmm. they go to your the school that you're at. Oh, and every time, yeah, yeah, every time I mention that um, my home parish is St. Peter, like that's where father Dave was from. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. They're like, Oh, we love father Dave. <laughs> like, yeah. The people there love him too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. The, the kids at LC are awesome. They're, they're so fun. You know, like working with the youth is so fun. Yeah. Um, they bring a lot of life. And if you get to show some of your own humanity, um, they, they love seeing that, you know, um, they love seeing a young priest and, they're just really, really nice kids, good kids, um, a lot of good families. And so I'm really grateful um, to be working with them to really try to help them tr- kind of transition in a way um, from like growing up in a, in a kind of mm-hmm. a, a Catholic setting uh, with the family, you know, is always the one who goes to church and be like, hey, guys, like you're about to start making a lot of your own decisions, uh, like what you want to study, where you want to go, yeah. uh, who you want to be. And to kind of like really help them kind of start making that transition. It's like, hey, like the faith is really your own. Like you really have permission to claim it. And so it's awesome because some of them do. Like so they're going on these like mission trips, like Mission Youth. And 
Um, and yeah, it just makes me really proud. Like almost like as a father, like as a spiritual father, like I'd like, I feel like really kind of proud of these. Um, yeah. You have some part of that, you know? I hope so. Yeah. And you were on Mission You then. I think yeah. you were quoted saying <laughs> you were terrified <laughs> going to Kenston. You, you said you're a country boy That's going correct. into this environment where maybe you're not so used to it. What was yeah. that like? I think I preach about that. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that was the direct quote. I was like, I was terrified <laughs> because I was like, um, yeah, we grew up here, out here in Amish country in, in Honeybrook. And, um, it's more than, it's just like safe, but it's like, that's what, that's what's familiar to me. Right. Yeah. Like, um, kind of country roads and cornfields and um cattle <laughs> like, <laughs> what's like kind of familiar to me and then and then they're like yeah we're gonna go into philly we're gonna go into kensington and we're just going to go up to people and ask them for prayer intentions and um like how can we pray for them we're gonna carry crosses around all throughout the city and um and we're just gonna encounter them and offer them um you know prayer and just show them um, the face of Christ, but also like find the face of Christ in them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times they mi- they minister to us. I feel. Oh, that's that's what every it is. time I go, it's uh, like they they some of them have really deep faith. Oh my know? gosh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, I uh, it was outside my comfort zone. I was, no- was number one, and number two, I was blown away by the witness of these young people who had who had no fear. Of going up to um, uh, complete strangers and just saying like like how can we pray for you like is there anything you need we have we have these um, these kind of care care bags these care packages and it was awesome to watch them you know um, at work and and it was also very kind of um, humbling because like in my own heart I was like wow Lord like there's there is like a bit of uh, you know, hesitancy, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, that it's like, wow, like, I, like without mission youth or without this, like, I don't know if I would be doing this myself. And, yeah. um, so that was, that was really awesome to watch and to witness that they were a witness for me. Um, and I was so happy to do it, but yeah, I, I was a little bit like unfamiliar <laughs> in doing it. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of what, Imagine being the parents too, sending your kid off. <laughs> I mean, I happen to know your mom, so right. Like, I mean, your whole family has been on these missions, yeah. and it's really cool yeah. to to see how your family dynamic is. Um, and like go, going into your new assignment out of school, it's like like you said, you are the spiritual father for so many young high schoolers and teens, and that's a lot of weight. How do you sort of how are you mentally preparing for that? Because one, you're mm-hmm. you're a spiritual father for them, but you're going to be teaching, right? Like you're going to be like a, a regular teacher as well. Yeah. So kind of like the, the job description, so to speak, is that, um, I'm going there to be the campus minister. Um, and, uh, which basically means kind of being the chaplain, like doing all the liturgies retreats. Um, but instead of like helping out now, I'm the one kind of planning them, organizing them, doing some of the, a lot of the administrative mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, uh, like we just did a senior retreat. It's a four day retreat at Malvern Retreat House and it's called Kairos and I just Mm. took 60 rising seniors and then 10 student leaders and then 10 adults who um, uh, a lot of teachers but also 
people who I thought would be really great um, uh, to kind of be on this retreat. So it's like 80 people. <laughs> wow. And that's like a lot of planning, kind of making sure it's like, okay, not only do we have the date, but do we have everyone's safety forms, their parent permission forms, their um, uh, like the fees and, and just planning meetings and um, uh, Zooms and answering emails. I was like, yeah. wow, okay. This like is, the administrative piece. Yeah. Is so, so, so that's kind of like instead of just helping out with it, it's like now that's like part of yeah. my responsibility, um, which I'm happy to do. I'm sure there's a lot of things you didn't even think of, right? Oh, yeah. I know for me here, like, I I recently started the youth ministry Mm -hmm. back up here. And, like, there's so many things that the parents bring up that I was like, I never even thought of that, you know? And, like, the safe environment piece. 100%. So much, like, administrative stuff that you never even really think about. Like, Mm -hmm. something as simple as, like, uh, one of the parents was like, did you bring sanitation wipes? No, I didn't right, even think yeah. about sanitation. Yeah, was, we have we have sinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was there. They're like, where are the pens? I was like, pens. <laughs> I was like, shoot. Like, they're like, well, what are the kids gonna write down in their notebook? I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be good if they had notebooks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but all that to say, kind of, um, yeah, just kind of like feeling the weight of this new yeah. role. I would say. Well, and there's a lot of joy and excitement of kind of getting to work with um, with young men and women at this point in their life. And it is a little bit daunting knowing that it's like, um, I am the only priest. Um, I am the only religious uh, in the sense like there's no other brothers or sisters um, or consecrated religious. Um, but at the same time, like that's where like getting to see the beauty of like, other people living out their vocation to marriage or yeah. like really believing like in Catholic education, but also the, the mission of mm-hmm. having Catholic schools, why they exist and like yeah. actually helping people know Christ. Like this isn't just one more subject. This is, this is like, this is like, uh, the invitation. Um, I think that to me has been the most helpful is like, I'm not really alone. Um, and just kind of, rejecting that lie and anyway like I get to go back home um with two two priests who are really great and the pastor who was actually believe it or not he was the campus minister at minister at Bishop Shanahan wow when I was at Bishop Shanahan so he was in high school for a long time so he'd be a great kind of resource but then literally the administration faculty and staff at LC like there are people who it's like this doesn't rise and fall with me and to think that it does would be foolish. Like yeah. um, that, there are there are teachers who are just so committed uh, to these children, but also to like like Elsie being Lansdale Catholic, um, and just really excited to kind of get to work with them and to really like just be like, hey, I trust you guys, and um, I really need your help. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, there's nothing quite uh as powerful as like just going up to someone and say like like i need you (laughs) You like i i can't do this like i can't do this on my by myself and i need your help and um and uh and people are willing to help you know and they're they'll they'll do probably a better job than i will so yeah um it definitely takes a team yeah that that's i guess what i'm trying to say is 
um, that's what gives me the most courage, uh, encouragement Yeah, is knowing that it's like, oh man, uh, I, there's a great thing going there and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Wow. Um, and get to kind of be a part of it as a priest. Yeah. And to live with your old campus minister, yeah. that was <laughs> that's awesome. Crazy. Who, and kind of going back to your point about teaching, um, he even taught me my senior year of oh high school, gosh. which is just crazy that it's like, wow, my senior religion teacher is uh, now my brother priest who I'm living with, you know? Yeah. So um, I can only imagine like God, when you're, when you're overwhelmed, like when you were overwhelmed, it's like, just wait, just hold on. <laughs> yeah. This is going to work yeah. out here. <laughs> mm. That's so good. That's so good. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. So it has, it's been really great, been really special. And I don't know if I'll teach immediately. Like um, I'll definitely um, be a guest lecturer and guest teacher. But uh, ideally, like maybe you would teach one or two classes of religion, of theology. Um, but I don't know if I'll actually do that my first year. So, okay, yeah. Um, so it'll be like an easing like it, into uh, it. Yeah. That's awesome. Which would be good for you. also really good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's one – because. I feel like a teacher, it's it's hard because you know all these things. Like, how do you make it simple for younger people to understand? Because I mean, you have you have a master's right in in theology. Yep. Yeah. So you have a master's in theology. How do you bring it down to a high yeah. school level? You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's cool. Like in some ways, like that's the key. It's like learning how to make it digestible. They they want they want to dive deep. If that's true. If you can yeah. if you can kind of catch them. Um, like I even remember like doing prayer group with uh, on Thursday nights, which is it's really just it's just a holy hour mm-hmm. with uh, praise and worship music, and we pray decade of the rosary. Um, and I I kind of give a little um, a homily at the beginning of it, but um, uh, at the end of at the end of prayer group, like the closing hymn is always like. Uh, like holy, 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 and there's a line in there, and it was like cherubim and seraphim, um, talking about the angels, and and even just having the kids being like, like, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> and it was just so cool to kind of be like, oh man, let's go into like let's the dive angels, into it right now, you know? And they're like, and they had all these questions about the angels, and I was like, oh, this is so fun. Um, but like, um, we were able to kind of go there because they wanted it, you know. And so to me. I think the most important thing would be um, kind of presenting in a, in a way that uh, is attractive. Um, Pope John Paul II, I think, really believed in this. Um, like he even said, like people aren't attracted to the truth; they're attracted to the splendor of the truth. Mm. And kind of what he was trying to make the distinction is like, um, yeah, it's like show, like show the beauty show the beauty of of it um and like and that'll become attractive to them you know in the same way like you know math or science or technology like like that's hard stuff that's like hard stuff to learn you know but people want to learn it because they they get to see like what it can do what like look what all this stuff can do like the fact that we're using all this technology and stuff like they're like this is kind of neat like um i think the same is true with even like the liberal arts you know it might not be so necessarily functional but it could be like transformative in the heart that's great yeah that's a really nice insight into the truth right Mm. what can the truth do in Mm. our lives 
Yeah. That's what people want to know. Right. That's awesome. This has been great. So I'm kind of like at a point where I'm wondering how, how, how do you want this to, to go? Like, where do you Mm. see yourself, um, going in your prayer life when you when you talk to God like how is that conversation like now now that you've done your first assignment and now you're kind of being sent off into a new assignment that yeah. seems like you're really excited for so it's not like oh man God why am I going here yeah it seems like you're super pumped I to am, be there yeah. what what do you think this does as to you in your priesthood you know mm. um that's such a good question i would like to even like maybe think and pray more about that just take that to prayer but i find myself uh like seeing in my prayer like the lord just kind of um like god's constantly trying to call us like deeper into his heart um christ is constantly inviting us deeper into like his sacred heart um but sometimes like they like kind of moving forward or going higher or going deeper or whatever you want to say. Um, sometimes that also like kind of means like going backwards mm. um, to like these, these, these powerful moments. And so maybe just one thought is that um, like, this is an invitation. It's almost like it's like a, like a Renaissance or like a renewal or like, um, the Lord just like kind of gently reminding me being like, just remember how powerfully I worked in your life, um, as a senior in high school. And that like, kind of like the invitation that's like, I, I want you to kind of, um, maybe show that again, like kind of believe and it's like, oh, you guys aren't too young to like really encounter Christ in a radical way and make a decision to say yes, like. I want to follow you whatever that looks like for me it meant like going to the seminary right after high school but it also um like my discernment needed to grow like I didn't like I was going because I felt like that's where the Lord was calling me but I also kind of was going like hoping that I was like all right Lord I gave it a shot and now I can kind of move on with my life but I also my my faith is becoming real and so I'll serve you how I want to, you know, not kind of realizing that, um, uh, like when the Lord calls us, like, he's like, no, I, I want you to serve how I, uh, ask, but like, it's going to be better, you know, and just kind of tr- trusting that. Um, and so it's been also like, I think like, uh, kind of discernment and trust be like, all right, Lord, if you want me to go into high school, like, I'm excited. I, I'm nervous. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, um, yeah, I... I uh, and, and I'm also, like, also, like, kind of, like, just praying through gratitude, like, these last couple of years. Um, there's just been a lot of growth, a lot of transition, a lot of difficulty, but also, like, just so many blessings. And so yeah. kind of going through gratitude and then even like a little bit of grief too like just that it's like wow like uh my first assignment was short you know two two years is kind of short but at the same time like um this is where i'm being led and i'm really excited about it you know and so um like hoping that i'll be ready but also knowing that um none of us are 
uh, ever totally ready. We're just always becoming, you know, like we're constantly on the journey, you know, like our whole life is a constant advent. Wow. Um, we're like, we're just, we're just waiting to like see Christ show up again and again. And it's like, all right, Lord, how are you going to come to us again? And so, um, yeah, I, I always selfishly ask, like, pray, ask everybody, like, please, please, please just pray for me. So if you keep me in your prayers, I'd appreciate yeah. it. And for the audience, keep praying oh, for yeah. David. Yeah, please. Uh, Father Dave needs our prayers as he moves into his son. I can't wait to see where this journey you're on takes you. You yeah. know, who knows where? I mean, you have a long priesthood ahead of you. That, that's true. Who knows where this is going to go? I'm excited to hear what the students, because I'll probably interact with some of those. Yeah. Mission youth to hear what they say yeah. now that you're there full time. Because mm. I'm sure they were delighted to hear that, <laughs> judging yeah, by how I, they reacted I, for I you think, being I there only partially. But um, this is awesome. Any last um, piece of thought for our audience before we close this podcast show today? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say just um, like there, there's a lot of hope. <laughs> there's a lot of reason for hope, um, especially in the youth. And like, uh, like Ryan, you're a good example of that, actually. Like you are um, just doing incredible things um, in the church and for the church and with the church and uh, and your sister Maria, um, just, it's been awesome to see you guys. And, um, and even I see in my own life with some of my younger siblings, especially like my younger sisters, like, um, that I, I think, um, that maybe there can be a sentiment that it's like, man, like the world's changing so, so rapidly, so radically. And, um, the church is kind of getting older. Like if you look out and see like, all right, who's in church? Like there's not a lot of young people, but, um, but there's, there's this incredible intentionality that's kind of happening in the church, um, with like people who, who love the church and, and, and want to, uh, want ultimately just like love jesus <laughs> like just want yeah. to follow christ it can be as simple as that yeah right? and um so there's reason for hope and that um yeah some of these young people that i've seen it's like like i'm just excited to get to um see see what happens there then and just say like uh yeah i guess if there's one thing i can say like yeah there's there's a lot of reason for hope and whatever the church looks like, like, and it might look different than our memory in Philadelphia, you know, um, I always found it really interesting going with guys from all over the world and just hearing like, you know, what is your parish like? What is your diocese like? What is, you know, Catholicism like, um, you know, in different, even different parts in the country, it's so different, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, but here in Philadelphia, like we've been blessed to we, there were so many priests for so long. There were so many religious. There were so many parishes. There were so many Catholics um, yeah. for so long in Philadelphia. And it's like all of a sudden it's like that that memory when we kind of remember that, it can kind of feel like we're grieving that memory mm. when the reality is like the Lord's like also offering us a springtime um, in Philadelphia and, and what that looks like um like uh it's kind of left to be discovered but like you get to see it at any time you just see like one young person just be like yeah this is this is incredible this is a good thing or christ is real um and so 
for me that that would be like my one thing like you know there's a lot of reason for hope and um and and any anyone who's listening and to to encourage that to almost challenge that to like yeah. uh, encourage like a young person be like you know you really the church really needs you um church really needs you to kind of um be generous with your time and your talent and your abilities and um uh and to kind of like encourage uh, ministry for young people and say like no there's there's not just like a place for you but like uh, like you have a lot to teach us yeah. right? like even just being out of high school 10 years like I'm learning so much from these kids you know and just like uh, with how they interact with each other and how they re- interact with um, like the poor and the marginalized and, and, and people who aren't Catholic who aren't Christian and um to me, it's like wow, like I, it's it's refreshing my own kind of, yeah, uh, life and vocation and faith. Yeah, and you and I are part of that, right? Yeah, part of that, kind of nurturing the future generation. I mean, I guess we're almost that, right? We're the future <laughs> leaders of the church. Yeah, you being clergy, me being mm-hmm. a lay leader, right? A servant leader. This is important. Thank you for coming onto this show, of course, Father yeah, Dave. I'm happy to. You know, like I said, you're you're famous around here, so yeah. <laughs> your word matters. Um, and I'm, well, that's very humbling to hear. Yeah, that's, but that's only because I've been. I firmly believe that um, some of my greatest formation has been from this community out here. You know yeah. that, uh, um, and that's the th- that and that's the key. Like. Um, comparatively this isn't a very big parish and there's not a lot of priests out here um but like that doesn't matter like we just there there's there's a lot of ways that the holy spirit's working out here um and people are kind of attentive to that and so um the people who know me know how grateful i am for all of them in my life for sure and they get to hear it Hmm. Y'all, thank you. I, I really appreciate your time here and the time at St. Peter's before you go to your new assignment. When do you start your new assignment? So, like, technically, it's kind of, like, begun. <laughs> like, um, I've been in the school all summer long, and I just did the uh, retreat. Um, but because the kids aren't in school every single day, like, I kind of – I don't have to be there every single day, which allows me some flexibility to be out here That's awesome. to help Father Fitz so that he can rest a little bit. Um, but – uh uh, officially like the day after Labor Day you know it is full steam ahead full throttle and so I'll be there like you know, 100% of the time great well we'll keep you in your prayers here in our community you know Thank that you. you have our full support and uh, maybe we'll come, we'll catch you on the show again sometime I like that yeah yeah, yeah alright great thank you you're welcome thank you <laughs>